This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. It's a new day, and it says his messages are new every morning. So there's something new, a package the Lord has put together, new for us this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Quickly, can we open our scripture to the book of Exodus chapter number 20? Exodus chapter number 20. I'll read from verse 1 to verse 5. And also we confirm this same scripture through another scripture. Say, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is established. Exodus 20 from verse 1, it says, And God spake all this word, saying, I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Verse 3. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Hallelujah. Also, can we go to the book of Matthew, chapter number 6? Matthew, chapter number 6. And from verse 31, Matthew chapter number 6, and from verse 31, it says, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whither shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for their heavenly Father knoweth ye, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Verse 3 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. I think somebody will say amen to that. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. This morning, by the grace of God, we'll be on a topic which says, God first. God first. Tap somebody very closely, please. God first. In case the person has forgotten, turn to the other say, please, God first. God first. That was the first commandment God gave to the children of Israel. It says, thou shalt have no other God before me. That talks of importance. He has ten commandments to give to them. But the most prominent, the most important, the most important one that God told them first is that what? Thou shalt have no other God beside me. He wants to be first always. He, does, he, he doesn't want, want you to keep him and uh, bring him to, 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 to be behind us or behind other things. He said, I am a jealous God. I don't want anything before me. 
I want to always be the first in your life in that situation. Irrespective of what is happening around you, I want to always be the first. I want to always be the first. And from the book of Matthew chapter 6 in which we read, it says, take no thought of yourself what we shall eat, what we shall drink, or how tomorrow will be like. He said, your father in heaven knows your need. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven that is put God first. And then all these things in which we are running and seeking after, after we do what? We run after us. Hallelujah. He's not saying you should not do anything or you should be lazy. But what he's saying that in the place of your priority, when you are drawing your scale of preference, God should be what? First and first alone. There is no place that suits God like what being the first. If you put God second or to be the one and a half, that does not, that does, that is not a place for God. And he's a jealous God, he will not take it. He said, everything we are looking for, he can make them available to us only if we put him first. Hallelujah. Tap somebody again, say, please put God first. Say, please put God first. Say, please put God first. So his requirement is to be the first. His requirement is to be the first. But let me tell you something. God will not force himself to be the first. In our lives, he will not force himself what, to be the first. It is our own, he has given us the ability, the capability. It is our own assignment to put God first. And I can confirm this in the book of Revelation. Read the book of Revelation about 3 verse 20. Revelation about 3 verse 20 says something. He said, I am at the door and I knock. I knock always. Revelation about 3 verse says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, he said what? I will come in unto him and I will sup with him. I will come in unto him and what? And sup with him. It's not that he doesn't have the ability to break through the door. We've seen it in the time past. After he rose on the, on, on, on the third day, where the disciples were gathered, he didn't need any door. He passed through the door. But God will not force himself to be the first in our lives. He wants us by our own volition, by our own decision, to what to place him first. He wants us to do it. So he has given us the ability for us to what to place him first. And the challenge in letting him first is wrapped up around our worries. So many worries all around us. All our worries. What will what are we going to eat tomorrow? If I come to church today, maybe I will not be able to complete that assignment. So I need to complete that assignment. Let me stay at home and complete that assignment so that what I can be able to get more money around the worries around worries whenever you place God first God take care of all your need he say he knows your need Matthew chapter 6 from that from that verse 31 that what he knows what you need and anytime you place him first and you give him that priority God also give you priority God gives your need priority God gives those requests priority but whenever you believe that you can do with your own wisdom and you research God to, 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 to the beneath, you find out what 
God will not force you. God will not force himself to be the first. This morning, the Lord is calling on someone and say, please put me first. Put me first. I'm tired of being put at the background. I'm tired of being behind. I want to be the first always. The reason you've not gotten answers to those requests is because you've placed me second and you've placed me third. It's not as if my ears are too heavy for me to hear or my hand shorting for me to deliver you. It's not as if I cannot make those prayers to be answered speedily just as you have requested. But you've not placed me first. I want to be first and first always. Whenever you play, place God first, God also place your need first. Whenever you place God first, God also what? Place your need first. Stop worrying. Stop worrying about what we are going to eat, what we are going to drink. God will surely take care of it. When Jesus Christ was in the world, we never had one day that he was worried about how tomorrow will, will look like. And that's why brought Paul in the book of, I think, uh, Philippians chapter 2 verse 15. He said, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ. Philippians 2 verse 5. Let this mind be in you that is also in Christ. Not to be worrying, but to place God always, always first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, God wants to be number one. That's the first point this morning. God wants to be number one always. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 6 from verse 15. He said, for the Lord thy God is a jealous God amongst you. He is a jealous God. Anytime you refuse to place God first, God is jealous and is not happy. That's what I ask you to say. Lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee. Sometimes we think we are serving God. Sometimes we think we are praying, we are vibrant. He says what? Our God is a jealous God. And anytime you bring him to the, be, to the behind, you say what? He's angered, he's kindled against thee. Sometimes we wonder why all these things are happening. Lord, I've prayed, I've fasted. In fact, some of us will go to camp and say that you will we, we, we wait there months seeking for him to lay hands on us. He has laid that same hands on the dead and they've risen up. But our own case, I've refused to go, to go because what? We've refused to place God first. Whenever you refuse to place, place God first, God is angry with you. Hallelujah. Another point is don't create God for yourself. Some of us will say, but I don't have any idol. I don't have anything hidden under my bed. But by the special grace of God, the Lord will be giving us understanding this morning. To see other things that can take the place of God. To see other idols that we serve day in, day out. And yet you believe that we serve God. Those things that have taken the place of God in our lives. If we allow God to chart the course, to lead the way, there is no way we are going to miss our destination. There is no way we will not reach our destiny. But today, we are wallowing in confusion several times because what? God is not the one leading the way. We have other things leading the way. 
for this morning this the lord is bringing this clarion call unto us please place me first please place me first i want it is my desire to be first and first alone he doesn't share his glory with any man he doesn't want to he doesn't share his place with any man so don't create any other gods before you don't substitute god with things don't replace him with things with situations don't replace him with your job don't replace him with that gift that God has given to you. Some of, some of us, we even replace God with the blessings that God has given to us. And I remember a time, there was one of our brother, very vibrant brother and sister in the church. They got married, we were so excited. And suddenly, they were also believing God for the fruit of the womb and the baby won't come. And after about two, three years, I can't remember very well now, the baby came and the church rejoiced. The baby was dedicated. Everyone was excited. But it got to a time, they asked the mother, why are you not in church? He said, oh, it's the baby. We asked the father, why are you not in church? He said, it's the baby. So both the father and the mother, we don't know what they are is it omugo they call it now so they stay at home and what and they do omugo all through and forgot about god and one of the and what there was a particular day while uh we will finish service while we're going home just driving out we saw both of them coming to transcorp with what with the baby both of them pushing the the, 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 the trolley and just coming and uh, to come and have a nice time on a sunday afternoon that is the blessing that God gave to us. Some of us have been praying and be asking God, God, only if you can give me this job. And God has added petition and given us the job. But right now, what is stopping us from praying, from studying the scripture, from attending church services, the assembly of the saints, is the same blessing that God has given to us. So those blessings have taken the place of God. We've pushed God to the background because what? He now blessed us. God wants to be first and first alone. Tell somebody very close to you. Say, God wants to be first and first alone. So give your devotion, your allegiance, your loyalty, your worship, your time, your possession to watch to God and God alone. Anything that you cannot surrender to God is taking the place of God. Anything in your life that is so important that you cannot give up to God is taking the place of God in your life. For some of us, it's our ego, our personality. For some of us, it's our substance that the Lord has given to us. God has blessed us. But today, those are the things hindering the glory of God to be seen in our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Read the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6 and from verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and from verse 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, 
and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And this word which I have commanded thee this day shall be in thy heart with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy heart. That's your spirit, your innermost being. Your spirit, to love the Lord with your spirit. And then your soul is your mind, your intellect, your knowledge. To love God with everything that you possess. Love him with all thy mind, with all thy soul. If he has done those little things in a time past, he says what? You should love him and place him first so that what? He can complete that which he has started. Whenever you place him first, there is no way you will not get to your destination. God wants to be first always. And that is why he gave that commandment to them when they left Egypt. When they left Egypt, the first commandment is what you shall have no other God beside me and this morning God is saying you shall not have any other God beside me but let me say this that every one of us there is something we worship every human in life even the atheist unknown to them there is something they worship there is something that is their God they might not know it they might not know how to how to how to put it, how to place it. But every one of us worships something. And these are the key indicators of what we worship. Key indicator, we're going to look at about six of them and then we'll close. He says, and the first one is appreciation. 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 Who do you appreciate? When we come to church, we say, please, let's give God the praise. Let's thank him. Some of us, we don't see any reason why we should appreciate God. What has God done? Some of us, we are so, you know, full of ourselves. And we don't see any reason why we should appreciate God. If you are finding it difficult for you to appreciate God, you need to look at it once again. The, the person in which you worship. Appreciation is one of the key indicators of who you worship. Appreciation, in fact, is the beginning of worship. Appreciation is the beginning of every worship. It's the beginning of every worship. And everyone appreciates one thing or the other. And if you read the book of Psalm chapter 34 verse 8, Psalm 34 verse 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. O taste and see that the Lord is good. He said, blessed is that man that trusts in him. Blessed is that man that appreciates him. Blessed is that man that can put his hope on him. If you are not appreciating God enough, or you see no reason why you should appreciate God, that means there is something else in which you are appreciating. Some of us are appreciating our wisdom. We see no reason why we should appreciate God because God has blessed us and we thought that all that we've acquired is all by our own strength, all by our own wisdom. But remember this, that is the Lord that gives you power to make wealth. It's him that you, gives you power to make wealth. That power comes from on high and you always, always need to acknowledge and appreciate God for that which he has given to you. To you. 
So appreciation is one of the key indicators of who you place first or who you, you worship. Hallelujah. The second key indicator of who you worship or, you, or who you place first is admiration. Admiration. Who you admire. Admiration. Thought of regard and respect for God. Some of us, we, we don't have any regard for God whatsoever. Henceforth, in the place of prayer, we don't care. When we are in the place of prayer, some of us can, can stop over and pick up our course. Why God is communicating with us, we have no regard whatsoever for God. Some of us, when our, our, our senior colleagues are speaking to us in the place of our circular job, we then not pick our course. Who you respect, who you give your admiration to, talks of who you worship and who you place first in your life. Admiration is another key indicator. The first one is appreciation. The second one is admiration. And the book of Psalm chapter 81 verse 9. Psalm 81 verse 9 says, There shall no strange God be in thee, neither shall thou worship any strange God. No strange God. No strange God. You might not have the idol under your pillow or under your bed, but you might not be worshipping the true God because what? You have not placed him the first. And there is no place suitable for him than being the first. It's either in, it's in the first or in the first. If it's not in the first, then it's nowhere. You can't say you've placed him the second. You can't say you've placed him the third. It's nowhere. He wants to be the first to have both our appreciation and to have our admiration. The third key indicator of who you worship and who you place first is adoration. Adoration. Human beings have the power to adore something, to glorify something, to praise something, to reference something. Some of us, what we reference, that if not that we have acquired so much, if not for the wealth that God has given to me, if, if not that the wealth at which I've gotten, you won't be talking to me this way. Some of us, we feel that, oh, all that we've acquired is all by our own wisdom. I made first class in my first degree. I have, I have six masters. I'm a doctor. A lot of doctors and professors today, they are there languishing in penury. So it cannot be by, by what you've gotten or, what you, what, or, or, or what, the knowledge in which you have. In fact, I was going through some vacancies, I think like last month, and it was a university. And there are different cadres, different levels, doctors, associate prof, professors and all that. And I look at the pay, the pay for a professor in Nigeria. I looked at it, I think with my calculation, it should be less than 200,000 naira per month. So it cannot be your wisdom. It cannot be your wisdom. Many people have better qualification than you do. 
yet they don't have as much as you do. You need to learn to place God the first and the first alone. In everything. In the place of blessing, we need to acknowledge him. Nothing should take that place. The children he has given to us should not take that place. The wife and the husband he has given to us cannot take the place of adoration and admiration and appreciation. Some will say, oh, when I marry this man, my life has changed. Yes, fantastic. But we should always, always acknowledge that God what gave that person as a blessing to us in the first place. It's God's gift. It's God's blessings that make it rich and had no sorrow to it. Hallelujah. The first point, the first key indicator is what? Somebody say it as if you mean it. The second one is what? The third is, is what? And the fourth is acclamation. Acclamation. The power to acclaim, to applaud, or to, to share something. Sometimes when we see our brothers watching football and somebody score, they acclaim and they shout because what? They have the allegiance to that club. Fantastic. And also when we come to church here, we shout and we give praise to God because what? We acclaim it, acclaim him as the only living God. We acclaim him as the one that has done this great and mighty works, not our own power. We acclaim him we are claiming if you are finding it difficult to acclaim, to shout to give God a praise for that which he has done you need to check very well who you worship it's good to be calm in church it's good to look very beautiful and decent in church it's good, it's, it's good when, you kill, when you keep your cool while in church but sometimes it's good when you acclaim and give God a praise. It's good when you climb, when you when you acclaim Him, and it's biblical. If you read the book of Isaiah chapter forty-four, verse three, verse twenty-three. Isaiah forty-four, verse twenty-three says, "Oh, sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Shout, Hallelujah!" He said, "Shout, ye lower part of the earth, shout." It's in the scripture. Sometimes when some people come here and they see us the way they shout, they think there's something wrong with us. Somebody haven't said it. It's as if people take something in this place. Yes, we take something. We take something. Say so we take something in this place. And that is the Holy Ghost. We are drunk with the Holy, Holy Ghost. When they say something, something they do in my head, they don't understand. Yes. Sometimes we are drunk in the Holy Spirit. And that's why we acclaim and we shout and we give God a praise. When you are finding difficult for you to acclaim your God, you need to check it once again. Who you really worship? Check it. You need to check it. You are finding difficult to appreciate God. You are finding difficult to adore God. You are finding difficult for you to give him admiration. And you're finding difficult for you to be able to acclaim him. Check it. Check it. Maybe something else has taken that place. Some of us cannot shout here in church. But when Chelsea scores, we acclaim and we shout so much. When we get the alert of that contract we've been waiting for, we acclaim and we shout because we have money. 
within our friends and our colleagues, we are so excited and we shout and we acclaim it. But when we come to the presence of God, we find it difficult to acclaim God. The Bible says, shout with a shout of triumph. Somebody, can you just shout and give God a praise? Somebody shout and give God a praise. The fifth key indicator of who you worship is your allegiance. Your allegiance. Your allegiance. The power of allegiance. The power of your loyalty. The power of your commitment. Your allegiance. We see a lot of people. They are not ashamed to wear Man you t-shirts and move around with it. They love it. It's the allegiance. They owe some commitment. We've seen some bankers. They have their lapel placed on because they have the allegiance. And also have my lapel because I have my allegiance. But many of us, we are ashamed for us to tell people that we are believers. And when they ask you, uh, sorry, which church do you go to? Uh, you look as if you attend maybe Redeem or Mountain of Fire. Something like that. Something like that. Because we don't want to declare it. We are not proud of it. There is no allegiance. We can't carry our Bible and be proud of our Bible. We cannot move around and say, what I'm proud to be what a Christian. I'm serving the living God. I'm proud of him. Some of us, we, we give flyers here. Flyers invite someone to church. Some of us, we are so cool. We are so, we are so decent. That what, we don't want to mess around and mess our car up with the flyers. You know, you know when I take this, I just, you know, litter the whole place. We don't have that allegiance. When you don't have your allegiance to the things of God. When you are not proud to be a member of this common word of this uh, being a common word of heaven you need to check it maybe you've not placed God first maybe you have your allegiance to something else maybe you have your worship to something else you need to check it very well maybe there is something that is taking the force and God has now been pushed to the background you need to check it maybe there are things that are competing with the place of God in your life maybe your priority has changed on the scale of your preference God was first yesterday but maybe today he has been moved to the, to the second or to the background when your allegiance to God is not total you need to check it our allegiance our commitment our commitment is to God our loyalty is to be to him always that was what he was trying to pass across to the children of Israel. Now that I've brought you out, I want you to be committed to me 100%. No any other God beside me, beside, beside me. I want me and me alone. And I was not surprised after some years that Moses has gone to the mountain to bring the Ten Commandments that they waited and waited and they couldn't see him anymore. He said they made a golden calf for themselves. The golden calf they made yesterday, they said, oh, this is the God that brought us out of the Egypt. Can you imagine that? 
Can you imagine that? The God that they made yesterday is now the one that brought them out of Egypt many years before then. Some of us suddenly we've forgotten of what God has done in the year past. Our allegiance has changed. Our adoration has changed. The one we now appreciated has changed. You say, oh, if not that this man came into my life, the one I gave you a job yesterday, but the Lord has been preserving you through school several years before then. God has given you wisdom for you to come out in flying colors. You've suddenly forgotten the one I gave you yesterday is now the one that brought you several years. Can you imagine? But this is what is happening. Is your appreciation still total? Are you sure that your admiration is total to him? He said he's angry whenever you, you take him away from the first. Sometimes out of our busy schedule. Sometimes out of our activities. We've put him to the background. Now I wasn't surprised that when we call and say, oh brother, why are you not in church on Sunday morning? Oh, I had a busy week. I need to rest on Sunday morning so that I can have strength for me to be at work on Monday. I've had that before. I've had that before. That means it is when you rest, something else is giving you strength. But we see in the scripture, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. We are renewed each day we come here. We, we are so renewed. We are so renewed. Sometimes even our weekend for God is more busy. It's busier than what our, week, our normal weekdays. But when we get there on Monday, we are stronger. We are stronger. We see some of them, they, after some days, they fall sick. I've seen it. They fall sick. But we are strong because what? We have God with us. We are stronger. Only God can do that. And we need to learn to give our appreciation to him always. We need to give our admiration to him always. To give our allegiance to him always. To ensure that we give our admiration to him always. Hallelujah somebody. Hallelujah somebody. Hallelujah somebody. The first key indicator is what? I said the first key indicator is what? The second is what? The third is what? The fourth is what? And the, and the fifth is what? Allegiance. And because of these five factors, fortunately our, our time is fast spent. God wants to be the first always. He wants to be the one charting the course for our lives. The reason why we struggle several times is because we are not in alignment to God's own purpose and will for us. We've been able to chart another course for ourselves because we depend on our own wisdom. We believe that we have the strength, we have the know-how. This morning, the Lord is calling on someone. Please, give, my, give your allegiance to me. And I will be so excited to chart your course for you. Give your appreciation to me. For that little which I have done. So that I can have the place to do more for you. Because when you don't place him first. That means God has no place in your life. 
And every time we pray and ask him to do something, it's not there because you've given him no place. But when you bring him to his place in your life and he chart the course for your life, you start seeing things coming to place. Your prayers coming to answer in your life. In the name of Jesus. Tap someone say, please give God your place. Give God his place in your life. And I read this as I close this morning. Book of John chapter 9. Verse 31. And I want us to have understanding of the scripture this morning. John chapter 9 and verse 31. John 9 verse 31 says, Now, we know that God heareth not sinners. Is that in your scripture? It says, But if any man be a worshiper of God, this is the scripture. It's not me now. He said, if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Is somebody reading that scripture? If any man worship the Lord, worship, if you look at the key indicators, all these key indicators are in place that you worship God. He said, any man that worship the Lord, he said what? Him, God, heareth. Are you thinking what I'm thinking this morning? Him, God, heareth. Him that place God first. Him that appreciate God and adore him. And give him admiration and give him his allegiance. Anyone that have this he said, it's him that God hear it. Maybe God has not heard all this why. Maybe God is not even listening all this why. Because what? You've not worshipped him. You've not placed him first. For as many that will place him first. For as many that will worship him. As you begin to speak to God. He said, God hear it. Now I wasn't surprised. That many people will pray, pray simple prayers. Just simple prayer. And we see God answering them. And some people spend months asking and yet no answer. He says, now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God. How many worshippers are here this morning? How many worshippers are here this morning? Even if you are not a worshipper before and you've looked at all these key indicators. And this morning you've taken that decision to, to, to just worship him. That henceforth I want to give my allegiance to you. I want to give my acclamation to you. I want to always worship him. Can you rise up on your feet and just give God a praise this morning. That father unto you shall my appreciation come. Unto you shall my admiration come. Unto you shall my worship come. Unto you shall my acclamation come. Lord I don't care who is around me. Lord if I want to shout I will shout. I want to shout. I want to shout. Somebody shout and give him the praise this morning. Shout and give him the praise this morning. If you are not, if you are not shouting, I'll give you acclamation to somebody else. Shout and give God the praise. Shout and give him all the glory. Thank him and give him all the glory. Somebody just worship him. Say those that worship him, worship him in the spirit and in truth. Let your hearts connect to heaven and just say, Father, this morning, 
I give you appreciation. Lord, I may not have worshipped you enough before now. But Lord Jesus, this morning, I adore you. I admire you, Lord. My allegiance unto you, Jesus. Somebody worship him this morning and give him all the glory. There's no place for argument in my life. Lord, you are God by yourself. Somebody just give him all the praise. You are God. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God by yourself. Somebody just watch him this morning say, You are God. There is no place. There's nothing taking your place this morning. Oh, somebody worship him this morning and give him all the glory. Lord, I'm sorry I might have given my praise to somebody else. But this morning, Lord, I want to give you the praise. Somebody give him all the glory. Father, I worship you from the bottom of my heart, Lord. Father, I'm not looking at anyone, but Lord, I just want to worship you, Lord. You are come. Somebody sing that song and give him all the glory. Lord, over every situation, over what you have blessed me with, Lord, you are God. Somebody sing that song, say, You are God. Somebody just worship him. No place. Nothing is taking your place in my life. Somebody sing your whole Lord. You are God. Oh, oh, oh. We said to the end. Oh, bless. Oh, Lord, I declare today. Lord, even despite that I'm sick in my body. Pocket, I say, you are God, Lord Jesus. Oh, oh. I say, Lord, the pain is in there. Lord, by the clutch today, God, Lord Jesus, I declare. 
have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.